Welcome to The Blind Side. News and information from a blindness perspective. Here's Jonathan Mosen. Episode 60, a 60 episodes on and still going strong. Thank you so much for listening to this particular episode and also for your support of The Blind Side. Very much appreciated. Up ahead, well, we've got a bit of preamble to get through first, but then we are going to be going through an unboxing of the Samsung Galaxy S8. This is a smartphone that is based on Android. And this will be part one of two. So part one is the unboxing, getting it set up and talking and all those important things. And then when we get to part two, we'll be taking a look at using the Samsung Galaxy S8, some apps that I've been using, some features that I've found particularly attractive about the device. We'll also, of course, take a look at any downsides of using the device. No one can say I'm not brave taking these things on. Now, part two may not be next week. That's because I am going to be pre-ordering an iPhone 10 on Friday. And if we are lucky enough to get the iPhone 10 in the first batch, and there does seem to be quite a shortage of supply because of some manufacturing issues involved with a new camera that makes Face ID possible, well, we'll be getting the iPhone on Friday of next week. And just as we do with other Apple products when we get them, we will record a podcast that day and get it up and published as soon as possible. So you'll be able to hear what setting up Face ID is like uh, before people in the Northern Hemisphere have even got their iPhone 10. I'm getting the iPhone 10 for contractual reasons, really. I really want to be able to experience setting up Face ID firsthand. And I have some other projects I'm working on and one-on-one training, of course, that people are asking for. So I'm getting the iPhone 10 for business purposes. I must say, if it were just me as a consumer, I would be locking in the iPhone 8 Plus and keeping that Touch ID for as long as I can. And that's not because I have any doubts that Apple have done all the hard work to make Face ID accessible to blind people. It sounds like they have given it a lot of thought, and that's to Apple's credit. I just like walking around with my phone in my pocket a lot, and I can just reach in and rest my finger on the home button, unlock the phone, and keep using the phone in my pocket. So I'm not even overly worried about the lack of a home button on the iPhone 10. The Galaxy S8, which we are going to be talking about, actually has no home button either. That's personally not a big deal for me, although I know some are concerned about that, and I, I don't want to trivialize those concerns that some people have. For me, I don't mind that. I just like the Touch ID. I like the fact that I can unlock my phone without having to face the phone to unlock it. But nevertheless, we're getting the iPhone 10, and all being well, that's the podcast that you'll hear towards the end of next week as we demonstrate setting up the iPhone 10 with all the Face ID and all the glorious things like that. Next on the agenda, well, we have a government in New Zealand. I wanted to follow up on this. If you followed our pre-election podcasts, we do have a government now. So as I explained at some length, New Zealand operates on a proportional representation based model and no party had a majority in its own right to govern after the election. And so there were talks to work out which parties would coalesce and Together, they would have a majority of the parliament and proceed to form a government. The party that held a lot of the cards was a centrist party called New Zealand First. They have gone left and they have gone right in the past. During the election campaign, they were pretty forthright about their view that New Zealand has gone too far 
on the monetarist neoliberal side of the spectrum and that there needed to be a correction. And when they made their announcement last Thursday night, they said something similar. They said that capitalism was failing too many people in New Zealand and there need to be significant changes. As a result of that, they have gone left. They have gone with Labour. And that means that there will be a new prime minister. She is 37-year-old Jacinda Ardern. She is the third woman to be Prime Minister of New Zealand. We got our first female Prime Minister in 1998. She was replaced with another female Prime Minister at uh, the election of 1999. And she was Prime Minister for nine years. That's Helen Clark, who, of course, later became head of the United Nations Development Programme. And now at 37, Jacinda Ardern is our second youngest Prime Minister and the youngest Prime Minister we've had for 100-odd years She is uh, quite an interesting person, actually. She used to be a Mormon when she was in her 20s, and she abandoned the Mormon faith and now considers herself agnostic because she did not approve of the Mormon church's views on homosexuality. So she's uh, definitely left of center, and there is a lot of buzz around about what this new government will do. And of course, we will be speaking with people on the blind side in future episodes about any new disability-related policies that may come along as a result of this change of government. And next, I want to let you know about a special episode of A Kappa at the Mosins. We've talked about A Kappa at the Mosins before on The Blind Side. This is the live call-in show that Bonnie and I run on Mushroom FM. And it's got a new time these days. It's on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, which equates to midnight in the U.K. Still not the best of times for our U.K. audience, but I guess it's a couple of hours earlier than what it used to be. And we've got a really important discussion to have this week. So I wanted to tell you about this in case you want to participate in some way. Bonnie and I have been moved and inspired by the Me Too social media hashtag which has shed light in the last couple of weeks on how widespread sexual abuse and harassment is in our society. On this week's show, A Capra at the Mosins on Thursday, US Eastern Time, we're going to look at the question of bullying, harassment and abuse from a blindness perspective. If you get a bunch of blind people of a certain age in a room together, the accounts of abuse at schools for the blind are heartbreaking. People talk of abuse perpetrated by those in authority, as well as by other students where supervision was poor and little follow-up occurred. In mainstream schools, there are stories of blind kids being bullied who dare not speak up because they fear consequences from their peers. As adults, some of us have felt at risk when we can hear that someone's on our property, but we can't see who they are. And if we're unfortunate enough to be the victim of a violent crime, sometimes police can be dismissive because we can't give them any kind of description of the attacker. Just as the Me Too hashtag brought these issues into the open, we feel that if we band together and share our experiences in a safe and supportive environment, Perhaps we can use these difficulties in the past to build a better future. We encourage you to share your experiences with us, as well as discussing how we can ensure that these issues are taken seriously. We'd like to discuss how you move on from a traumatic event such as this and put your life back together. 
Since this is a call-in show, our preference is still to hear your voice and have a discussion, but we are dealing with a difficult and sensitive subject, so for this show only, we will accept your email contributions. You can email me at my Mushroom FM address, which is Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, at mushroomfm.com before the show starts. If you would like your contribution to be anonymous, then please make that clear in your email and you have our word that we will respect that. Whether you call or email, we urge you to take care not to identify individuals by name or by any means that could defame somebody else. So that is a couple at the Mosins talking harassment and abuse. It's on live at 7 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time on a Thursday night. And if you're not sure where that is, where you are, you can go to the Mushroom FM schedule page at mushroomfm.com slash schedule. And the schedule should be translated into your time zone so you know when to tune in where you are. Our place, our issues. The Blind Side with Jonathan Mosen. Time now to begin our look at the Samsung Galaxy S8, and today we're going to be focusing on unboxing the device and getting it talking. But before we go there, a little bit of background from me and where I'm coming from with these reviews and demonstrations. I've owned Android devices for some time. Obviously for us, that's a business necessity. When we work with one of our many app-developing partners, we need to give them an answer about whether an app is accessible to Android screen reader users or not. And there's no doubt that Android accessibility has come a long way since the start. Prior to purchasing the Samsung Galaxy S8 that I'm about to unbox, my last Android phone was a Nexus 6P made by Huawei for Google. And the device before that was a Nexus 7 tablet. Now, I chose those devices to deal with one of the biggest problems facing Android, the fact that some devices take a long time to get operating system updates if they ever get them at all. By sticking with Google-branded devices, I knew I'd be able to remain on the cutting edge. But I long for the day when we as blind people will get to the point where we can make a choice to use iOS or Android for the same reasons that a sighted person chooses one over the other, not because of accessibility considerations. We are far from there yet, in my opinion. For me, as the underlying accessibility frameworks in Android have improved, I've realized that there are two fundamental barriers that have been preventing me from ever considering going Android full-time. Now, the first, the one that remains for me, is Braille support. Apple has introduced some, hopefully, temporary wrinkles in its Braille input with iOS 11, but for output, Braille has made astonishing leaps and bounds. The inadequacy of Braille in Android is something that many people acknowledge, even Android devotees. The other issue that would stop me personally from becoming an Android user full-time is a much more subjective matter, and it's a matter of personal preference. I've used TalkBack, the screen reader for Android, developed by Google, on a range of devices over the years, and I simply cannot execute the angular gestures required by TalkBack on a consistent basis. I have spent a long time, a long time, practicing these angular gestures. 
Sometimes I can get them to work, say, four times out of ten, and I keep trying to work out what I did on those four successful attempts that I didn't do on the unsuccessful six, and I simply cannot work it out. And the thing is, if you're familiar with the old story of the emperor's new clothes, talkback gestures are kind of like that, because when I talk to a lot of users whose competency with technology I respect and I mention that I just can't get the hang of these talkback angular gestures, the response I get more often than not is, phew, I'm glad it's not just me. So if my inability to execute these gestures regularly and consistently makes me stupid, then fair enough, I put my hand up, I'm stupid, and I need a screen reader designed for stupid people like me. I never have a problem with any of the gestures in both Windows, in a touch environment there, on a range of Windows tablets, and on a range of iOS devices. I simply have not had an issue with them. Let me say that I have no desire to impose my user preferences on happy existing Android users. There are clearly users out there who love these Angular gestures, and I hope Google retains the gestures for those users. Google also needs to retain the gestures for low-cost devices that can't support multi-touch. One of the things that excites me about Android is the wide variety of price points, so blind people on low incomes can benefit from the promise of today's mobile technology. But if I invest in a device capable of multi-touch gestures, all I'm asking for is the ability to change the defaults so I can set multi-touch gestures to perform functions I use on a regular basis. I don't want to have to shake my phone or swipe on an angle just to read continuously, for example, in an email message or on a web page. It would also make it easier to use my phone in my pocket, something I do every day with my iPhone. So my Nexus 6P stayed in a drawer most of the time that I owned it, until I got another accessibility request from a client and I fished it out again for work purposes. Until TalkBack delivers multi-touch, I've just come to accept that it doesn't meet my needs and I am done with TalkBack. But one of the strengths of Android is its openness, something that, as a bit of a geek and a tinkerer, I find very attractive. When Apple makes a detrimental change, such as their temporary ill-considered alteration to the actions rotor in email, voiceover is the only game in town. You can't go anywhere else on your iPhone. It's not technically possible for another company to develop a screen reader for iOS. Now, if you buy a Samsung phone, it comes with their screen reader, Voice Assistant. You can also use TalkBack on it. It's an easy install if you want to do that. And it's for this reason, Voice Assistant, that I bought the Samsung Galaxy S8. And I'm really glad that I did that. So this week, I'll take you through unboxing and setting up the S8. But that's a recording that was made over a month ago. Specifically because of the multi-touch gesture set, which I find reliable, I'm using the S8 much more than I have ever used any other Android device, with some success. While I don't consider it as polished as the experience I have on my iPhone, there is a lot to like and things that the S8 offers that the iPhone does not. So we'll go to the recording of the unboxing and let me say a couple of things about this. First, when you're entering information, you double tap, just as you do by default when you get your iPhone out of the box. 
you do have the option to drag your finger around the screen and lift it off, and we'll talk about that in part two of this demonstration. But when entering text, I'm sticking with the default mode of double-tapping data. Also, there are some obvious edits that I have made in this recording to protect personal information and also to just speed things up a little bit. There was one part that you'll hear where I was setting up the Samsung account. This is after signing into the Google Play Store where the device actually did hang. It sort of hang on a progress indicator that was stuck and nothing I could do would budget until I went back and then submitted a second time. So we've edited that out and cleaned it up a little bit, but you'll still hear where that occurred in the interests of transparency. Here we are in the studio. We have our fairly regular tech assistant, Heidi Mosen, with us. Welcome, Heidi. Hello, welcome. And we have a tech assistant we haven't ever had on the Blindside podcast before because Richard Mosen doesn't really do Apple stuff, but mm. this is not an Apple podcast so welcome richard hello you're an android head uh well i, I wouldn't say that but i i use android phones oh that sort of feels like a bit of a departure for you uh yeah I, th I think it is yeah i think i definitely used to be far more invested in the android side of the apple versus android debate but now i don't really care as much so if i gave you an iphone well would you I, I'd still prefer the, oh. the but if if I had the choice between no phone and an Apple phone, then I'll choose the Apple. Phone. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Samsung Galaxy S8 here. Give me a grope of the box. It's it, very small, isn't it? It's a nice quality box too. And it's got this raised embroidery, was sort of what would you did, engraving, in, embossed, embossing, yeah, embossing, it. yeah. It says yeah. S8. S8. Okay. So then I'll slide that out. And then it's much much easier to open, I think, than the Apple stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, Don't no, speak too soon. No shrink wrap wrapping. Okay, so how do I open this? <laughs> take off the sticker here on the side. Oh, ah, no. It's the old take off the sticker on the side trick. Do you need a key? Uh, yeah, that would work. Yeah, that's Right. Okay, I take it all back about it being easier than Apple. Oh, I don't have any like actual scissors on my person. Do you have a knife? No, I don't carry around a knife. I left my knife <laughs> at home. Have you done it? You're uh, making a dent in it. Okay. This is thrilling stuff, people. Alright, your keys. Alright, Dad, so here's the thing. And then you on the side you pull it up. It's like a magnetic wraparound thing. You lift up that whole side of the case. Of the box. Box. Nice. Yeah. It was stuck down with a sticker before. Oh, and very cute. Oh, that's really nice. That is nice packaging. Yeah, and then right at the top is the phone, so there's no argy bargy, and you just take off this. It's got a cutout that was covering the. Is it the rear of the phone? Is it? Uh, yeah, it must yeah. be. Yeah, and so then on the rear of the phone, I feel two cameras. Is it right? Yes, it has got the the dual camera system. It smells really yummy. I love that new technology smell. <laughs> And there's a film on the back of it as well, so I'm just peeling the film off. So it's very similar. And to, on the front, I think, to the iPhone. And yep, now we're getting to the front. <laughs> now I'll peel this film off the front. Ooh, it's a very nice build quality. It feels very similar build quality to the iPhone, don't you think? Have a grip of that, Heidi. Okay. Oh yeah, it feels nice. I feel like it's a little more plasticky feeling, I guess, but it still feels good quality. Good build to me. quality. 
There you go, give it to Richard. And oh, oh dear, pass around. And the first thing I notice, the headphone jack. Ooh. Hooray. All right, what a great feature that is. Very that, innovative feature. Yeah, true innovation yes. right there. So I take it on the right-hand side on this own. We've got the power button. I think so. Yep. I, I've never used it before. Or does yeah, it that, say it's the power button? No, no, none of these buttons are labelled, but it does appear to be the power button. And then on the left-hand side of the phone, there were two buttons, one very long one, which I presume is the volume up and down. Yeah. And then I presume this one might be the, what do they call that, Bigsby button? Uh I don't know. I think so. I think I think that's the other button from what I've read. You've got a USB-C at the bottom. Uh, right? Yeah. USB-C. So that's good. <clears throat> Feels quite similar to the lightning port. Now, what else is in the box? What's in the box? Question mark. <laughs> okay. So then you have to go down to another layer. So you pull this other layer off. And then we have, what is that? Uh-huh. A USB-C. That's a USB-C to USB-A adapter. Okay. Oh, so you can plug your flash drive in. Yes. Yep. Uh, and now we have another cable here. Oh, so many little things. What is this for? That appears to be the charging cable. That's the charger cable. Yep. So another USB-C. Yep. And um, then, what's this? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Let me. Like... Oh, these are the ear tips for the for the included ear tip buds. Okay, and then you've got another set of earbuds here. Yeah. Okay. Um, are these USB C? Oh no, they'll be no, hit three point five. These are three point five, and uh, the Samsung Galaxy S8 actually comes with some very nice AKG earbuds. These aren't just your run of the mill standard earbuds. These are nice ones. Really? Yeah. Ooh. And here's a nice big USB C adapter. This is oh. actually a USB A adapter. Is it? Yeah. It has an A port on the side. So that's what we have. So let's see if we can power it up. And, um, yeah, I'll give you the box. Oh, thanks. Ah, the first thing we should do is insert the SIM from Vodafone. Did we get a SIM stabby tool? Or does it not? Oh, we did. We got a SIM stabby tool. Is it the same as the Apple one? Well, it's a slightly different shape, but it has the same function. Okay. Now, let's see if I can fail the idiot test. Where is the SIM tray? Is that, Oh, here it is up at the top. Is that it? Um, yeah. Oh, yes, that definitely looks like it, yeah. yeah. I can spot a SIM tray anywhere. Yeah. And so you, I presume what, you... What size SIM does it take? Because I have a bad history with these. Ah, would you like to tell the story on, no. the, bl- on the Blindside no. podcast no. to a global audience? Would you no. like to tell the story? I'm okay. sorry, I'll have to disappoint. I'll tell it. Okay. Yeah. Just before I was going on a very important trip, I went and bought a personal hotspot device, one of those things that you put a SIM card into and then you pair with Wi-Fi. And on the way back in the taxi, yeah. Heidi very kindly said she would put the SIM in it for me. Well, you asked me to. Unfortunately, <laughs> she took it's one of those sims like the russian doll you know where it's got the three sizes in, yeah, in one yeah and you sort of break it down and she broke it down to the nano sim when it actually only took a micro sim and the nano sim disappeared right inside this brand new hotspot device so we had to go back in a cab and buy a brand new one a second one and we did eventually get the sim out of the first eventually one. but not not till i got back from my <laughs> overseas trip i needed it I'm so sorry. here we go i'll give this to you okay 
So, so confirming a nano. It is a nano sim in the Galaxy S8. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, did I find the sim card slot correctly? Is it the top? Yep, there? right at the top. Right at the top. So, just to describe it for blind people who might be getting one, is right at the top left of the phone. Well, the headphone jack used to be on iPhone like four. Yeah, or those whatever. were the days. Yeah, the headphone jack's at the bottom of the S8. Wait, what? Why is there two slots on here? Is one of them a SIM card? Yeah. Uh, oh, there'll be an SD, SD card, card slot, sorry, won't yeah. yeah. Yeah, the SA has expanded. Is, is the SD card slot hard to get to? It's the same slot as the SIM card slot. Oh, really? It's got two layers to it. Okay. So I guess they don't intend for you to swap the SD card in and out a lot. Oh, or yes. is it, you know, I mean, how do you how do you quickly put this, the SD card in and out? Yeah, I think the thing is they couldn't really have any quick way of changing the SD card and retain the waterproofing of the exactly, phone. Exactly, yeah. See, a lot of people claim that that's one of the reasons why the uh, headphone jack went away from the iPhone was because of the water resistance. But I mean, this is water. This is at least as water resistant as the as the iPhone, and yet they have a headphone jack. Yeah. Okay, we're in. Okay, then hand it over. Right. Look at the cute little SIM removal tool. It's What's this different. thing? That's a cute little ejection tool. Oh. It looks different, but it has the same purpose. Yeah, that is quite nice. Where are we going to put that? Keychain. I don't know. I'll hold it onto it for okay. now if you want. All right. Put it back with the other things. You didn't power it on? No, I have not powered okay, it on. So I'm I will that now power it on. I'll hold the button down. Is it coming up on the screen? No. Okay. Try to hold it down for longer. Maybe I'll tap it. Maybe I held it down too long. No, nothing happening. No. no. I'll hold it down a bit longer. Ah, uh, there we go. And yeah. the phone actually vibrates a little bit, so that's really neat. I, I've always wished that the iPhone would do that to give you a tactile indication of when it was starting up. Well, there you go. One for ca- uh, for Samsung. One for the Galaxy. Okay, so uh, what's coming up on the screen? Android uh, is starting. That's good. And now it says, welcome. Welcome. For some reason the phone comes at 39% charged. Well, I guess it just depends on how long it's been sitting on the shelf. Yeah. So There's this... an accessibility button, but I don't know if it will start talking well, on its own. Okay, well, so if I, I think if I just rest two fingers on the screen, it might, that's the standard Android. Oh, yes. It's the wrong way. Oh. There we go. <laughs> Did it say anything? It said um, to enable talk back, continue pressing two fingers on the oh. screen until you hear the beep. Okay. To enable accessibility. Oh, accessibility. Mode, continue holding the screen with two fingers until you hear a beep. Voice assistant on. One exploring the screen. Catch yep. interaction is blocked while tutorial information is being read out. The current screen has app icons on it. Tap the screen with one finger to select an app icon. Oh, the so- name of the selected icon will be read out. Volume controls hidden. Okay. So we're in the fun tutorials. This time, find another app icon you want to select by tapping and holding the screen, then drawing around it without lifting your finger. Photos. 
double tap to select drive you can also explore by swiping left or right anywhere on the screen with one finger try swiping from left to right to highlight the next app icon photos you can double tap the screen with one finger to select something that you have discovered explore the screen until you find the play store icon it's very jingly isn't it yeah. play music play movies and tv next button play movie play music you can double tap the screen with one finger to select something that you have discovered explore the screen until you find the play store icon yeah, i'm trying photos drive camera secure folder messages phone contacts calendar youtube gmail you can double tap the screen <laughs> with so one glass. finger to select something that you have discovered explore the screen until you find the play store icon i'm doing my best mate if you would just be quiet i'll keep looking youtube no, back the other way pardon back the Double other tap way to select youtube gmail play store okay you found the play store icon <laughs> sorry Double tap anywhere on the screen with one finger to open the app. To move to the next chapter, find next in the bottom right corner of the screen, then double tap it. Okay. Next button. Double tap to select. Two navigating through pages. Touch interaction is blocked while tutorial information is being read out. You can navigate through pages by swiping left or right with two fingers. For example, the current screen has multiple pages of app icons on it. Swipe from right to left with two fingers to move to the next page. All right. Page two of two. You can also scroll up or down screens by swiping upwards or downwards with two fingers. The current screen shows a list of items. Place two fingers on an item in the list and swipe upwards or downwards to scroll. Swipe upwards from the bottom of the screen to scroll down and move to the next step of this tutorial. Showing items 6 to 18 of 39. To move to the next chapter, find next in the bottom right corner of the screen, then double tap it. Beep. Next button. Double tap to select. Three navigating single screens. Touch interaction is blocked while tutorial information is being read out. Really? Swipe quickly upwards then downwards to return to the top of the screen. Swipe quickly downwards then upwards to go to the bottom of the screen. Try quickly swiping upwards then downwards on the current screen to return to the top of the screen. End. End. Double tap anywhere on the screen with three fingers. The name of items will be read out in order after the currently selected item. Okay. Three navigating single screens. Gallery. Chrome. Settings. Play Store. Gmail. YouTube. Calendar. Contacts. Phone. Messages. Secure folder. Camera. Drive. Photos. Play music. Play oh, movies I... and TV. Email. Internet. Okay, so now what does it want me double to do? Double tap to select. I don't... Next button. Uh, I would double tap that. Double. For changing granularity, 
Touch mm. interaction is blocked while tutorial information is being read out. Blade. Voice assistant has granularity controls that give you different ways to navigate through text. For example, text can be read out character by character, word by word, line by line, or paragraph by paragraph. To get started, tap the text field in the center of the screen. Designed by Samsung Electronics. Swipe upwards from the bottom of the screen or downwards from the top of the screen with three fingers to select the level of granularity. Paragraphs. Lines. Words. Characters. Swipe upwards from the bottom of the screen or downwards from the top of the screen with three fingers until word granularity has been selected. Words. Word granularity has been selected. Swipe downwards from the top of the screen with one finger. The text will be read out one word at a time. Try this now. Designed. Swipe from left to right or from right to left with three fingers to open the quick menu for voice assistant. You can select notifications, large cursor, dock screen, punctuation, speech rate or device volume. Try selecting device volume now. Speech volume, 80%. Device volume has been selected. Swipe downwards from the top of the screen with one finger to decrease the volume to 70%. Oh no. 70%. To move to the next chapter, find next in the bottom right corner of the screen, then double tap it. It's incredibly friendly, isn't it? I mean, if you've never used a screen reader before. yeah. It is giving a lot of information, mm. detailed information. Next button. To move to the next chapter, find next in the bottom right corner of the screen, then double tap it. I feel like we need a good joke. Five editing text. Touch interaction is blocked while tutorial information is being read out. This chapter will help you to edit text easily. To get started, find the text field in the center of the screen with one finger, then double tap anywhere on the screen. Six other functions. Touch interaction is blocked while tutorial information is being read out. You can pause or resume audio files or videos by double tapping anywhere on the screen with two fingers. Try to pause this audio file now. That was really funky though. <laughs> about the status bar items you've selected in voice assistant settings, including the time and date, signal strength, Bluetooth status, and battery power, by triple tapping anywhere on the screen with two fingers. Try it now. 1656, 37% battery, LT. The tutorial is almost complete. You can add custom labels to some items. To do this, select an item you want to add a custom label to, then double tap and hold it with three fingers. You can hear the most recent voice feedback and copy it to the clipboard by triple tapping anywhere on the screen with three fingers. This concludes the voice assistant tutorial. If you want to take the tutorial again, go to voice assistant help. To close the tutorial, tap finish in the bottom right corner of the screen finish button double samsung setup wizard All right. welcome thank you yay we're back where we new started new zealand
Start button. Emergency call. Accessibility. Accessibility. La welcome. English New Zealand. Start button. Portrait view. Double tap to select. Wi-Fi settings. Wi-Fi. Advanced. Off switch. To see available networks, turn on Wi-Fi. Previous okay. button to off switch. On. Showing items 1 to 2 of 2. Showing items 1 to 2 of 3. Alright. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi 5G. Alright, we'll double tap. Double Keyboard displayed. Wi-Fi 5G. Are we going to let the people hear our password? No. It has connected to man and Wi-Fi. Okay, and that's all that's on that screen? Yeah. Okay. Terms and conditions. Yeah, that's exciting. Terms and conditions. Agree to all tick box. Not selected. Selected. Tick box. Selected. End user license agreement. Read the end user license. Learn more. Tick box. Selected. Privacy policy. User data process. Learn more. Tick box. Select. Diagnostic data. Consent to provide diagnostic and use. Learn more. Tick box. Selected. Marketing information. Goodness. Receive marketing information. Learn more. Previous button. Next button. Yay. Samsung setup wizard. Checking network. Software update. Oh my goodness. Account setup. Sign in. Add your account. Mm-hmm. Add your account heading one. More options pop up button. Collapse. Sign in to get the most out of your device. Learn more. Link. Edit box. Email or phone. Double tap to edit. Or create a new account. Link. Skip button. Previous. Previous link. Okay, so- or create. Need help finding your account. Need help finding. Edit box. Email or phone. Double tap to edit. Keyboard displayed. All right, we'll enter that. It's sending you a text message. No. Oh. Yep, and here it is. On the watch. 342 messages. 342 G868926 is your Google verification code. Automatically backup device data, such as Wi-Fi passwords and call history and app data, such as settings and files stored by apps to Google Drive. Double tap to toggle. It doesn't say whether it's on or off. Well, it's on. On switch. It says on switch. Oh, there we go. It just a flick right. Use Google S location service to help apps determine your location. On switch. Improve location accuracy by allowing apps and services to scan for Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, even when these settings are off. On switch. Help improve your Android experience. By on switch. By continuing, you agree that this back button. Next button. Just a sec. <laughs> just a sec. Mm, just a sec. Just a sec. <laughs> just a sec. Okay, okay. Protect your phone. Oh. Protect your phone. Prevent others from using this phone without your permission by activating device protection features. Double oh. tap to toggle. Learn more. 
Setup face recognition radio button selected. Okay, now I'll double tap to I'm, toggle. I wonder whether it will work for me. Yeah. Setup fingerprint scanner radio button not selected. I think I'll do that. Selected. For now, anyway. For now. Setup iris scanner radio button. Oh my goodness. That definitely wouldn't work for you. <laughs> tap to select. Setup pin, pattern, or password radio button. Not select. No, thank you radio button. Not back button. Next button. Settings. Setup fingerprint security. To use your fingerprints to unlock your phone or to verify yourself in apps, you'll need to. 1. Set a secure screen lock. 2. Add at least one fingerprint. Du continue. Double tap to select. Continue. Remember it, as you will need it to unlock your device when showing items 1 to 4 of 4. Set secure screen lock. Navigate up button. Set secure screen lock. To use fingerprints securely, you need to set a pattern, pin, or password. Re pattern, medium security. Pin, medium to high security. We'll do that. Double tap to select. Secure startup. Secure startup. You can further protect this phone by requiring your pin to be entered before the phone starts up. This require you can further protect this phone by requiring your pin to be entered before the phone starts up. This helps protect your data if the phone is lost or stolen. Some require pin when device powers on, not selected. Do not require selected. Continue button. All data will be erased and phone will be reset if you forget pin. Keyboard displayed. Set pin. Continue. Enter the pin again to confirm it. Okay. Keyboard hidden. Pin set as screen lock type. Register fingerprint. Scan your fingerprint. Place the finger on the fingerprint sensor. Lift it off. Then repeat. Where is the finger? Tap to select. Is it is it at the back here? It looks it, like it's to the side of the camera. So the camera's the more square like one in the dead center. And then if you're holding it with the screen facing you, the fingerprint sensor is the one to the left. That's the right. Make sure your finger covers the entire sensor. 18% achieved. Lift your finger off the fingerprint sensor. 25% achieved. Lift your finger off the fingerprint sensor. 32% achieved. Lift your finger off the fingerprint sensor. 38% achieved. 44% achieved. 50% achieved. He's passed. 55% achieved. Move your finger left or right slightly between attempts. Make sure your finger covers the entire sensor. 60% achieved. Move your finger left or right slightly between attempt. Make sure your finger covers the entire sensor. 65%. Lift your finger off. Make sure your finger covers the entire. Make sure your finger covers. Make sure your very demanding. Make sure your finger covers. 70% achieved. 75% achieved. 
Make sure your finger covers the entire sensor. Make sure your finger covers the entire sensor. 80% achieved. 85% achieved. 90% achieved. 95% achieved. 100% achieved. Yeah. Added. Add another fingerprint. No. Add button. Continue. Double tap to select notifications. Showing items one to three of three. Notifications. On switch. Select display options for notifications on the lock screen. Hide content off switch. Notification icons only. Hide notification details and show only the icon. Done. Protect your phone. Protect your phone. Your screen lock has been set up successfully. Learn more. Back button. Next button. Samsung setup wizard. Samsung account. Samsung account. Get the most from your Galaxy with your Samsung account. So you need a Google one and a Samsung one? I guess so, yeah. Uh Samsung Cloud. Get extra storage and share data across devices. Bixby. A new way to interact with your phone. Samsung Themes. Customize your phone. Find My Mobile. Find your last phone and keep your data secure. Samsung Pass. Use your biometrics to sign in to services. Samsung Health. Get fit, stay fit. Profile sharing. Share your profile picture with your friends. Galaxy apps. Get exclusive apps for your phone. Secure folder. Keep your personal files and apps secure. Available services vary depending on your phone, country, and service provider. Create account button. Well, in progress, in progress, in progress, create account, help button, edit box, password, eight characters, double tap to edit, double tap to enter text, double tap and hold to long press. It's already got the password filled in. Has it? Yeah, it says eight characters. That's the word password. Oh. Oh, so it's not filled in? No, it's just got the word password in it. Unless you want your password to be password. No, but... no, no. <laughs> Agree button. Signing up. Showing items one to six of six. Samsung account. In progress. <laughs> Keyboard displayed. Enhanced features. You can skip verification and verify your phone number later whenever it is needed by a Samsung service. Cancel button. Verify button. Checking verification code. Please wait. Verifying your SMS code automatically. Phone number verified. Keyboard hidden. Hmm. Samsung account. Samsung account. Navigate up button. Samsung account. Welcome to your Samsung account. Thanks. Express yourself by adding a profile picture. Jonathan Mosen. 
Next button. Jonathan. Next button. Just a sec. I didn't say it that time. But it says it on screen. Mm. Is it still saying just a sec? Just a sec. Mm. Screen dim. Just a sec. Mm. Just a sec. You don't need a real screen reader when you got me. <laughs> the loading bar's still going though. Yeah, it's got a like a rotation of thing. It's got a loading bar and it's going, but it oh, just keeps going. It's a progress indicator going up. It it's not mean... a progress indicator. It's just an indicator that something's happening. Oh. Voice assistant turned on. To turn off, quickly press and release power key and volume up key together. Oh. Interesting. Back button. Double tap to select. Did you try tapping back? No. Account added. Account added. Jonathan.mode back button. Next button. Just a sec. Just a sec. Samsung setup wizard. There we go. Oh, you're a genius. Get your content. Restore your content, such as images, contacts, messages, and apps from Samsung Cloud, or use Smart Switch to copy content from your old device by USB. Samsung Cloud, restore from Samsung Smart Switch, copy from your old device with Smart Switch. Previous button, skip button. More useful features. More useful features. Take a look and see if you want to make any changes. Extend your battery life. Unused apps might use battery power. Extend your battery life by automatically putting apps that haven't been used for three days to sleep. <laughs> the unused sleeping apps may stop working correctly, but they'll wake up as soon as you use them again. On. Secure your stuff, protect your private data and apps from phishing and other attacks by saving them in secure folder. On. Set screen layout to view more content or content more clearly. Set the level of screen, zoom, and to view smaller or larger text, set the font size. Medium, small. Get weather forecasts. View the weather forecast for your current location on the home screen and other apps. Agree to all tick box selected. View the weather so forecast how do I do the weather? for your current location on the home screen and other apps. I guess you don't agree to all and... Oh, okay. Agree to, agree to all tick... Not selected. Selected. View the... Agree to tick box... Consent to the use of your location by the content. Learn more. Tick box selected. Consent to learn more. Receive notifications on changes to the weather tick box selected. Previous button. Finish button. Locating. Please wait. Get weather forecasts. Device unlocked. Page 1 of 0 default page. Today's forecast 14 degrees. Weather. I think we've broken through. Double tap and hold <laughs> to long press. We have indeed broken through, and that's where we will leave it for this part of the Samsung Galaxy S8 review. We will go to using the device in depth and talking about specific apps and user interfaces and all those good things when we come to part two. Thanks for listening to The Blind Side, a production of Mosin Consulting. On the web at mosin.org.